There comes a time in each man's life when he can't even believe his own eyes. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. TGIF, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Ably assisted, as always, and he's always a joy to work with. I'm talking about bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? Doing awesome, and I can't believe my own eyes. And yes, you are back. We are back. Ready well, to rock and roll. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I'm still recovering a little bit. We actually had a little more than usual this year. Uh, no. We went to my girlfriend's uh, brother-in-law's house, so that would be her sister, and he does like the spread. You know what I mean? It's his. Oh, wow. He's the chef that will just not stop. Yeah. It's it's he's truly amazing. Um, so shout out to Andy real fast. I'll get a love to him. He um he even makes his own stuffing, like. From days before. I know people like kind of do the whole boxing. Yeah. No, he makes his yeah. own bread yep. to then yep. Tra- yep. I'm floored. That's just wow. the start. And then he gets his pie crusts ready. And then he does. Wow. It's unbelievable. So kudos and job well done. So, yes. And it's we're still wonderful. working on it. Yeah, we're still working on it. it <laughs> that's great. A week ago tonight, Suzanne and I and our buddy Kenny from Issaquah, who flew down for the August occasion, Went out to Amelie Arena and we watched the Tampa Bay Lightning. As it turned out, shut out three to nothing. Your Seattle Kraken. <laughs> and we were proud that Seattle has an NHL franchise at long last. And we were there. There were a small, I mean, you know, we're diagonally across the country, right? We had a small contingent. I think Suzanne heard them as well. And it was just like a collection of about a dozen voices in this arena with all the noise, all the lights, all the yelling, all the craziness. And here's the small contingent of Seattleites going, let's go crack. And (laughs) you know what? Give them, give them credit. God bless them. They were there to represent. uh, That's all you can do. That's all you can. That's all you can ask for being an away team. We, we met people from Seattle who came in for the holiday and the game, just it's, like just like our guest. Isn't that mm-hmm. always great? You have that like yeah. the love from just it doesn't really matter where you're from. But once you like you could be in Italy and you're like, oh, yeah, and you flew or I'm from Seattle. You're like, no way. Me, too. Then you just start opening up conversation. It's like your yes. neighbor somewhere else. Yeah. It's just amazing how humans interact and communicate. And, and we attracted that because we were wearing our Seattle Kraken shirts. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I was the schizoid man because I wore and Kenny was good enough to treat us to that swag. I put on, as did Suzanne, we put on our Seattle Kraken t-shirts. I felt like, wow, Seattle has made it to the NHL right. and I'm watching them first time here in Tampa. It was just great to see them, see those road uniforms, which I think are actually better looking than their home uniforms, my opinion. They're, but the thing is, I felt, okay, now ordinarily I root for the Lightning you know, they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. They've earned it. I support them. They're in the region where I live. What do I do? Because I have this enduring love for Seattle. So I put on the Seattle shirt and I put on the lightning cap. I was truly, I, I look like a very confused person. <laughs> That's okay, though. You're representing both areas. You know, for me, you know, my boys, I have one that likes the Cougs and one that likes the Huskies. And I'm a ah. Coug. 
Uh, pretty much everyone else in the family goes for the Huskies, but it's not like about that. It's like big brother, little brother, and my yep. Cougs got Apple Cup this last uh, the weekend before last. So congrats to the yeah. Cougs. Um, but good. I was actually Gary. I was thinking you were not going to don the uh, the hat, but you were going to go with maybe Tampa Bay Lightning underwear. You know, so then you could go a little bit inconspicuous, <laughs> a little you know, like hey, hey we got some lightning bolts. Well, <laughs> and in that way, I'd wear the Kraken underwear, and that way I would keep all of you close to me. <laughs> and we appreciate Love. you for that too. There, one guy, as we climbed the stairs on our way into the arena, I met a gentleman who had his Kraken gear, and I said, "That's great." You know, I lived in Seattle for 21 years. I love Seattle very much. He goes, "Yeah, I got a home in Whidbey Island." My other home is on Siesta Key down in Sarasota. He goes walking right next to me, and this is in Tampa, which is an hour away from Sarasota. He goes, I got a home in Whidbey Island and one on Siesta Key. And I'm going, you have money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> My new best friend. Well, thank you, Benny. Always glad to have you with us. And uh, continued success to the Seattle Kraken in their first year. They left Tampa with a loss, but went to Miami to play the Panthers, or the stinking Panthers, as Lightning fans call them. And Seattle won. Yeah. So, excellent. Good on you. And good on us for getting the wonderful Pam Osley with us today. She's a multi-published author. She's an extraordinary woman of metaphysical astuteness. I called her on Facebook. I said she is a seer of auras and a helper of people. And we're going to bring her on right now, Suzanne. She is one of our most favorite guests, and we are very happy she's with us today. Pam Mosley is a consultant, number one Amazon best-selling author, professional psychic intuitive medium and aura expert. Pamela has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, the Dr. Oz show, the view, the Ricky Lake show, Ilanya coast to coast with George Nuri, Hallmark's home and family Gaia with Lisa Gar and hundreds of other television and radio shows. She's also been featured in many national magazines. Pam has spoken at the TEDx Talks, the International Forum on New Science, Fortune 500 companies, and many seminars for professionals in the psychology, education, health fields, and more. She has written five successful and popular books, Life Colors, Love Colors, Make Your Dreams Come True, and her two latest books, Infinite You and The Truth According to John. She was awarded the Holistic Transformational Leader of the Year Award by the Global Association of Holistic Psychotherapy and Coaching. She has very extensive clientele, including many celebrities whose names she generally does not reveal to us. She has also had the number one show for 11 years at a popular Santa Barbara radio station, which also broadcast internationally via the internet. Pam is the founder of AuraColors.com, a site designed to help you create success, joy, and fulfillment in every area of your life. She's also developed LoveColors.com. This site is designed to help you find love and friendships by matching you with people who have compatible Aura Colors. We are, have been on the air, we're in our 15th year. And believe it or not, she's been with us 14 times, including today. That's because we love us some Pam Osley. Pam, so good to have you with us today. Hey, that list makes it sound like it's okay if I retire now. My gosh. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Are you tired from doing all this stuff? That's, a, that's the first question. <laughs> 
Well, I'm ready to shift to a new level. I can say it that way. I'm ready to shift. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. When you look at your presentation of self and all of your material, all of your, the product of your research, Pam, I'm curious to know if you got to the place where you would write a book, uh, maybe a, a book every year or two, and you did a lot of TED Talks, for example, if that were your characteristic means of transmitting what you know, what you have learned, would that satisfy you? Or do you have to have something else to feel like you're really being of service to the universe? <laughs> you are so fun. <laughs> okay. well, first of all, I have done everything that I can, including being on other people's shows and summits and TV and radio and books and all that bit. I'm actually ready. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've said what I'm here to say. What I am ready to do now is shift into what I feel is our next phase coming, which is grace and ease and not working that hard and having life be joyful and fun and travel and play. And that's where I'm headed. That is my next layer. So do I feel like I have to get out there and talk to people or tell them? No, there's plenty of you guys out there that are doing it. And I've got all kinds of things that I've left behind or that are out in the world. I shouldn't say left behind. I've created a whole lot of resources and, you know, all kinds of products, courses and books and whatever. So now I'm looking for some fun and freedom. That's honestly where I believe we're going, by the way. You know, Pam, I, I couldn't be more with you on that. I have, I, my mantra for several years now, Gary knows is simplify, simplify, simplify. I, I am on a continual mission to declutter and to see how many fewer things I can own. Why? To create an empty space to just purely do the creative things that I love, yep. music and artwork and, and just anything that's creative, whether it's cooking, sewing, no matter what it is but just to really immerse myself in colors and sounds and sights and textures and not feel like every waking minute, I, I just have this big giant to-do list. That's it. Well, and you know, so I love when you say grace and ease. Yeah, I love that. I have seen, I have been seeing six to eight clients a day for 37 years. Okay, so ready for a shift, ready for a shift. And um, we may have discussed this before, but I honestly believe the purpose behind COVID was to get everyone to stop and just stop mm. crazy, stop running around and go inside and connect with who are you really, what's your soul calling you to do, what's in your heart, what are you really feeling drawn to? And you guys, I'm getting inundated with clients calling me now going, I don't want to go back to my job. I realized how stressed out I was. I wasn't really happy. I was so stressed and busy. I didn't even realize how unhappy I was. And now I want to do what my soul's calling me to do. And I'm hearing that a lot. So a lot of people used COVID for that reason, which is what it was intended for. Other people didn't go in and listen. And they went into chaos and fear and resistance and conspiracies and anger and you know just chaos so it's like that's not what it was meant for it was meant to get quiet so we could re we could reevaluate who we are and live to me at a much higher level so that's what I'm intending to do I'm intending to spend a lot more time connecting with source connecting with my soul so that I can go to the next level of consciousness which is I really believe we're in an evolutionary phase you guys and a lot of people are talking about that, you know, how we're becoming a new species, a new human. We have to, we have to, we have to shift. 
it's not sustainable the way we're doing it. So everything is going to shift and people can go with their knowingness and cooperate with it and to help create a much higher level of thinking or people can go into fear and resistance and, you know, but it, you know, we have free will, but to me, the masses, we're ready for it. We're ready for a shift. We both open our mouths like, what do we say next? <laughs> oh, I you know. My problem is I watch the news maybe too much yes. there because if there's a shift coming, yay and hallelujah, but all I see, death, violence, threats of violence, intense partisanship all the time so that even the things that are good for one's own constituents, a congressman or woman or a senator will vote against it because they don't want to tick off Donald Trump and all these other illogical, nonsensical reasons that people use for gumming up the works of American government. Well, it's like the old, the, the caterpillars falling apart so the butterfly can emerge. But, and the analogy I also use is if you're in a storm on the ocean, the upper above, it looks very choppy and wavy, right? There's just waves and chaos and white water and you know whatever. If you go way deep down inside in the ocean, it's very calm down there and there's currents moving things forward. So the good news is I'm in touch with a lot of people that are seeing a massive amount of shift in the consciousness that you're not going to see on the news because that's not ratings and they don't have any evidence of it and they don't know what to do with that. And so they go for ratings and all the chaos. There's huge movements underneath that are helping to shift it. In other words, the caterpillar is falling apart so the butterfly can emerge. It's not sustainable the way it is. Um, it's okay. And people, you know, well, we've said this before, when you have a belief, you're going to gather evidence to support that belief. Right. So I look for what's the positive that's happening. And I, I see those people and I listen to those people. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, you can focus on the fear and the negative, which some people like to do, you know, it's, wow, you get to have feelings, which is part of why we're on the planet is to have feelings and emotions and thoughts and create things. So, you know, some people go to horror movies and monster movies and, you know, war movies, and it's just not the kind of movie I'm attracted to. <laughs> so I'm focused on the romantics and the comedies and the documentaries on quantum physics. That's, oh, you know what, did we talk about that before you guys that we went through a renaissance way back when, right? Right. We went through the fall of the Roman Empire to the Dark Ages, <clears throat> where we had a, a pandemic. We had the Black Plague or the Black Death, whatever they called it, right? And then we emerged, and what, then what came up was uh, Renaissance. Now, it was hundreds of years apart for all of those things, right? And the people during the Dark Ages, there's no way they could have fathomed what was coming in the Renaissance. I mean, they thought it was the end of the world. Everybody was dying, right, in the Dark Ages, and then so they couldn't have foreseen what was coming in the Renaissance. Now everything is sped up. But that's what I've been told is we're headed for another Renaissance. And so it's a smaller version of maybe the fall of the Roman Empire, which, by the way, I did some research on this. I, I found out the fall of the Roman Empire, what broke them apart is the East and the West in the Roman Empire started fighting and disagreeing on how it was. So they split apart, they separated. So now ours is sort of like the red and the blue or the North and the South, whatever, right? Different consciousness, right. but it was still a falling apart. So that was the fall of the Roman Empire, then the Dark Ages, <laughs> and then the Renaissance. Now the old Renaissance was based on Newtonian physics. That's the new thing that emerged during that Renaissance right? The world wasn't flat anymore. Um, the earth wasn't the center of the galaxy, whatever, right? That new, all kinds of new philosophy, science, all kinds of new things uh, arrived there. 
what's going to be in the midst of or emerge in the in the new renaissance is based on quantum physics, which is consciousness and energy. Pam, you have just played into the two things that I really, really, really want to talk about today. I'm going to give a one a one line quote from your book, Infinite You, a journey to your greater self and beyond. The quote is the only difference in what we manifest is our belief about what is easy and possible and what is difficult or impossible. The only difference in what we manifest. And when you are talking about people who, you know, are not interested in the stressful jobs and are trying to see, you know, like me, what, what's next? What, what is, where is the ease and grace coming in next? You have a lot of people that you're talking to that are looking for that same quality of living, people who are on the edge of that next renaissance. And with it being all about the energy, what is that difference? The, the, the difference, our belief about easy, impossible, or difficult and impossible. Why, why can't we just have what we want? Um, well, um, the phrase I use is we won't always get what we want, but we always get what we believe. Ah. We don't always get what we want, but we always get what we believe. So if you want to see what you believe in, look at the world around you, look at who you sense yourself to be and look at the world around you. And that's a reflection of, of your beliefs. And when we have beliefs, we gather evidence to support those beliefs are real. And then we keep snowballing on that and adding more and more and more to that belief. And so self-perception also buys into this. So you, you will accomplish and manifest who you believe you are. So some people believe it's easy to have wealth. So I'm wealthy, I'm, you know, I'm a multimillionaire. It's really easy for them to believe that. Other people have the self-perception. These are the, the, the things that I ask people. It's like self-perception. Are you a wannabe that? A I'm trying to be that or I am that? right? So if you go, I am that, then it's really easy for you to manifest those things. If you go, yeah, I am a, I am a woman, or I am a, I, I, I am a, 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 a radio show host, then it's easy for you to do those things. If you were to, if, if, if somebody else believed that they were helpless, or they were poor, or they were broken, or they were dysfunctional, or they were weak, or they didn't, or they were stupid, they're not going to manifest a whole lot of stuff. So our self-perception is a major key in, in what is important to shift. Again, it's the, I, I want to be that, but I'm not that. So that's a belief. I'm trying to be that. Again, it's a struggle. I'm not that, but I'm trying to be that. Or I already am that. I am that. And then things seem to be easier. They are. They're easier to manifest from that level. When I was uh, listening to uh, the news the other night, and today, I think they were talking about the unemployment rate is now about 4.2%. And they consider us fully employed at around 5%. So employment is not the problem. People want good employment. And one of the things I heard somebody say a couple days ago, or within the last week, was things are actually going better then is being talked about because we don't have good storytellers. And, and that would apply 
not only to life in America today in 2021, but it also applies to us as personal human beings. What is the story that we tell about our lives? What is the story we're communicating to other people? Now, everybody has had a mix of good and bad growing up. Some things were great. Some things were not so great. Last night, Gary and I were celebrating our mothers because yesterday was the day marked the anniversary of Gary's mother's entrance into life on this planet and the exit of my mother on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so we, we celebrate two Mother's Days a year. And yesterday was our second Mother's Day. And we, we took a walk and we talked about all the good things that came from our mothers. You know, we know they're not perfect. We know they screwed up a lot, but we told each other the story of Thanksgivings that they provided and, and, and things that we learned from them and things that they taught us. We need to tell ourselves a good story about our lives to, I think, move into that possibility of ease and grace. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely, Suzanne. You so got it. We're, everything's a story. <clears throat> Everything we've got going on is a story. Did I do that little game with you guys about look around the room and see? No, it? I don't think so. You want to do that real, real quick? It's a sure. Fun- can right. all of our listeners play too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something anyone can do. Okay, Gary, you up for a game? You're a yellow. Come on, yellows like to have fun. Well, gosh, I feel awfully dragged into this impromptu, <laughs> but I, I don't want to be the skunk at the garden party, uh, no, so you don't go have, ahead. I never tell anyone they have to do this, but this is a fun game and it's going to make a point. Okay, right now, look around your environment and notice everything that you see that's pink or, or a reddish pinkish color, anything that's red or pink. Really look around your environment. Now, don't help each other. Just really look around the environment and notice everything that you see is pink or red. Okay, really look around. Really look at everything. <laughs> okay, close your eyes. Now, with your eyes closed, remember everything that you just saw that was pink or red. You really remember it. <laughs> okay, open your eyes right now. And look around and see if you missed anything that was pink or red. I missed one object. Okay. Um, something. Okay. Including anything you're wearing or on your face or on your clothes or right. In, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Okay. Now close your eyes. Now don't help each other right now with your eyes closed. Don't cheat. Remember everything you just saw that was blue. Blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep your eyes closed. Remember everything you just saw that was blue. Okay. Open your eyes and look around. See if you missed anything that was blue. Well, yeah, I was too busy looking for pink. You notice anything that in the room that was blue that you forgot that you missed? Right? Yeah, okay. I'm no. looking, yeah, I see a couple of things. Sure. Including the book sitting right next to you in front of you. The picture. That would on be the one. Wall. Yes. There, on the wall behind you, there's blue on, on that painting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So here's the point. Blue was all around you the whole time, but you didn't notice it because you had an agenda going on to look for pink or red. Right. Okay. So that's what we do. Um, even though the blue was right there, you didn't notice it because you had an agenda going on. So that's what we do with our stories. We have an agenda going on. 
no, everything's awful or people don't, you know, they're terrible or, you know, the world's falling apart or whatever. If we have an agenda going on, to, then we'll, you will notice all the things that add to that. But all the good stuff was right there all along too. People are helping each other. They're rallying to whatever. So it, it, we see what we have an agenda on to, to look at. And that's the way it works with our beliefs. If we have a belief that life is hard or, or people are, you know, bad, or things just don't work out for me, whatever, you're going to start gathering evidence with that agenda in mind. And then that's the story you tell. So you're exactly right, Suzanne, if we start telling a different story, <clears throat> even though it, that people, well, that's not the truth. Well, it probably is, you know, people go, no, I had a terrible childhood. Well, if you look back, was there anything that wasn't terrible? Was there, did you have happy days? Did you, you know, you survived? Did you, I mean, and so then people can start telling a different story and it actually changes. If it doesn't literally change your life, which it does, it'll change your experience and your perspective of life. Before we go to our break, I wanted to pop in this quick story because you just reminded me of this. And I have told this story before, so I'll keep it brief. I was in a workshop one time where I was supposed to ask people for a week, what do you like about your life? And so I would ask people and they would give me kind of weird looks. What do you mean? What, what do I like about my life? And, you know, eventually they would come up with something, but I had to do it for a week. So I, I was talking to the same people, you know, and saying, well, what do you like about your life today? Oh, I, you know, I had a great breakfast, you know, whatever it was they came up with. I talked to one of my relatives something. And then the next day, same thing, same thing, same thing. Well, the week was up. I was done. Okay. I did that. <laughs> the next week, people were coming up to me unasked for to say, well, let me tell you about what I like about my life today. I didn't ask you, but people want to share good stuff. Yeah. And it's like they were in that mindset of what is good. They were looking for what is good so they could report it to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm done with that exercise. <laughs> But people, uh, they, you, you're like a magnet for people who want to share what is good about their life. Just like they say that uh, misery loves company, happiness loves company too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great exercise. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you another exercise. I love that. Well, that's, we're being sent out to our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Osley is sending us out to break now. And that's oh, I, thought uh, we were supposed to take, I thought we were supposed to take a break now. Hey, I'll keep talking as long as you no, want. No, no, no. No, that's no. okay. You're, you're just funny. That's all. This, <laughs> guess I'm looking for a new job in the new year. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Infinite You, a journey to your creator self and beyond. Pamela Osley. I like to call her Pamala. A little Borat action there. Actually, Pamela Osley, Pam for short. She is with us once again. Always glad to have her on board. Let's go ahead and take a short break. When we come back, we will get into more metaphysical Q&A with the wonderful Pam Osley. And uh, she's not going to take any calls this time. She's going to do an interview. So that gives us more time to throw in subjects, more grist for our mill here on Manson Mitchell. This is AM 1150. Glad to have you with us. And we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. 
staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Pam Osley, author of Infinite You, for a discussion about the unseen world and our personal vibrations that result in the colors of our auric fields. On Saturday, Jake Cooper is back to impart more lessons drawn from higher consciousness to enhance practical living. His near-death experience as a child was a life changer. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. We have uh, Pam Mosley with us today. Pam is the author of five books. One is very recent and is making a huge splash. Talk about your new book, The Truth According to John, and also if our listeners would like to get any of your other books or um, your website or connect with you, please let them know how they can do that, Pam. Okay, well, first of all, they can go to my website, auracolors.com, A-U-R-A, colors, C-O-L-O-R-S.com. And everything's on there, including my books. They can go to any of the bookstores online, things, whatever, and find my book, especially my latest one. This is my first fiction book, you guys. All my other books are, are nonfiction. So the story behind this, and then I'll tell you briefly what it's about, is decades ago, I woke up with an entire movie coming through me. And I wrote it in four Mm. days, a whole movie. I'd never written a movie before in my life. So um, anyway, and so then just recently, I've been encouraged by multiple people to turn it into a book. So I finally turned it into a book. And so it just came out. So the story is... Um, a scientist breaks into a, a, a safe in the lab that he's working in, and he steals a piece of the Shroud of Turin. And then we find out later that he is threatening to clone from it. And oh. so, you know what the Shroud of Turin is, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, wow. And so 30 years later, an, a mysterious man shows up in New York City and befriends a young newspaper writer and starts teaching her the secrets of the universe. Oh, what a great story. Oh, great story. It's metaphysical. It is not religious. Sure. It's metaphysical with all the quantum physics philosophy um, teachings in there. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Don't you think that's a fun 
Well, I think it's wonderful. Let me just ask you now, see, I prefer modern day stories and I see where you're going with that and you're bringing this forward into the modern day. Did you have a temptation to go steampunk where somebody's hanging off a giant clock in downtown London or something like in there in Dickensian England? Because no. <laughs> steampunk is a, is a way of looking at life through the lens of literature, but I've never been able to appreciate it very much because what's happening now? Who are the characters in our lives now? Yep. And what are they up to? And what are the implications for me and for other humans? So it sounds like you're doing this in a way that ties in religion and metaphysics and the constant human predicament of trying to navigate through one's life. That's it. It's bringing quantum physics into knowing how to navigate what how it how it relates to our current today. Excellent. How we apply it to our lives today. It's very in this moment. Auracolors.com is the best place to find more out about Pam Osley. The other thing that I wanted to go into uh, with you today, in, a, in addition to manifesting, has to do with in this new age, which we are at the doorstep of, or perhaps one foot is over the door and, and we're hoping to bring a lot of people with us, is this idea of in quantum physics, how so much more of what metaphysicians have been talking about is being proven by science. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially when it comes to uh, intuition and the non-locality of consciousness and all of that. And in your book, Infinite You, you talk about how to easily develop your intuitive consciousness. What are some of the things that you need to do? I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. But before the break, you also said you had another exercise. So you decide where you want to go with all that. It ties totally. That exercise ties into what you just said. Okay. Perfect. One of the best, strongest, most challenging exercises to do to really develop your own inner voice and intuition or connecting with source, whatever you want to call it. And I, I, I challenge you guys to even try to do this. Try. That's not even a word I use to see if you can do this even for one day. Okay. Mm -hmm. For one day, don't ask any questions. Oh, for one day, don't ask any questions because every time you ask a question, you give away your knowingness, you give away your power. I don't care if it's as simple as how are you, which is what we've been trained. Well, you say that so you're polite, but you just gave away your knowingness. You went, went to the outside world instead of going, let me see if I can tune in and see how this person really is. Okay. Or what time is it? Wait a second. Do I sense I know what time it is already? So it's a really good way to develop your own inner knowingness. All right. So Interesting. Of course, on show days, that would be inconvenient. You know. <laughs> well, this Low is Pam Osley, I gather from all available evidence that you are doing well at this hour. <laughs> well, well, but there is a way if you really have to know, have to ask a question and you really don't know the answer, you put it in the form of a statement. I would like to know what oh, you're doing yeah. in your life. I would like to know or um, it would be interesting for you to share with us what you know about. So you put it in the form of a statement because it makes you one 
The, the biggest reason for it, if you're not hosting a show, is do I already know the answer? Number two, okay, I can't ask a question, so now I'm going to shift how I'm doing it and putting it in the form of a statement, All right? It just gets you to be more conscious of what we're doing because we run around very unconscious, just like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to have the, the, the same, 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 same every day, and we're not in touch. So besides that, but that's a really powerful exercise. Most people can't go one hour without asking a question. Even if they're by themselves, they're asking questions inside themselves. Why did I put that? It's like, wait, what do I have to do today? It's like, wait, that's a question. Okay. That so, is a very interesting, interesting exercise. And I've never heard that before. Oh, just yeah, give it a shot and see how challenging I, it is. And so you, you guys together, you guys together can call each other on. It's like, wait, that was a question. <laughs> that was a question. Yeah. So yeah. it keeps you more in touch. And then the other stages are learning how to be still, which is challenging for us in Western world because we're so bombarded and our minds are so busy. So learning how to be still. So with some form of quiet or meditation or you know, just stilling the mind is important. Listening, learning to trust it, um, practicing that and acknowledging it. Those are the basic steps, but also inserted in there, Suzanne, is People need to feel safe getting that quiet and going and getting their answers. You'd be amazed yeah. how many of us are afraid to go in there and be still because we're afraid we'll hear something we don't want to hear. Yes. Or yeah. we're afraid, this is a bigger one for me anyway, is I'm afraid I can't do it. Okay. But your, oh. your inner guidance doesn't guide you into something that's not possible for you. And it's always positive. It's not a negative thing. It may look fear-based, like my knowing this is, I know I need to leave my husband, that kind of stuff, right? I know this is not a healthy marriage. I'm, I'm not talking us. Right. And right. in general, some people don't want to go in there and hear it because, but they already sense it. They're just avoiding it. So it's like, no, I'm going to hear something negative. Well, probably what you're hearing is what you already know. And then you ask for, okay, what's the good that's going to come out of that? Or, you know, where do I go with that? Because it'll always lead to something more positive. Your higher self always gives you something that's going to make your life better. Wow. I, I like that. I'm curious to know, Pam, now you used a, a phrase that is platinum to a lot of people and downright confusing to others. So I'm curious to know how you interpret the term higher self. It can um, mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And we use a lot of terms, your soul, your higher self, your spirit, your, you know, whatever you want to use, but basically it's the greater aspect of you that knows the truth, not just your little ego, egoic little ego that's running around trying to survive or fit in or make things happen. It's the greater aspect of you that your soul, it knows who you are, why you're here, what's going to make you happy, what good choices are for you, which will ultimately benefit everyone. So when I was asking you about developing intuitive consciousness, you were ticking off all the things that I had written down from your book with the exception of a couple things that I wanted to bring up. And one is you talk about sensing either feelings or information coming to you in that quiet state. The, the idea of um, it, it's like imagining, but there is a distinction. And, and I get that because I did a past life regression once. And initially I thought I'm just imagining it. 
And there were so many details and it was so specific. And I was seeing things so clearly. I said, that just can't be my imagination. That has to be a past life. And the other thing is in, in that quiet state, when, when you are either feelings or information is coming in, you say what you are connecting to is a field of more information than what you as an individual person has. And, and that's what I thought was, was easy to kind of grasp and a really good reason to um, try, well, there's that word again, a really good reason to um, do exercises for developing intuition. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're, you're talking about the field, you can call it the quantum field, you can call right. it sports, whatever. Some people call the Akashic records, whatever it is, there's lots of, but it's quantum physics. There is a field, we're all connected, entanglement, non-local mind. It shows that our consciousness is not limited to our brain. It, it's, it doesn't even emerge from our brain. Our brain is a focus, focusing mechanism. Our, our ourselves, who we are as beings is much bigger. It's much grander. And we're not even limited to our bodies. And so that's also the field, the quantum field. I mean, this is all quantum physics, you guys. There's not even yes. such thing as matter. Yeah. So the quantum field, we're all connected. There's all knowingness. It's, it's omniscient. It's omniscient. It knows all things. And so when we tap into that, you can call it a, whatever quantum physics, entanglement, non-local mind, doesn't matter. But when you tap into that, there is a knowing. There is a sensing. And, and when you brought up the, how do we know if it's just our imagination or if it's a knowingness, you get to the point you when you really know, when you really know, you can feel it. Like when I do readings with people, psychic readings, I can tell when I've said something right or I need to adjust a word because it's almost like the, the, the gears sync up. You know, like it just, it sinks in. I go, yeah, that's the right word. That's what I'm hearing. That feels right. If I say something just a little off, it's like, oh, no, that wasn't quite it. And I adjust it. So it, it, you get to the point where you know, when you just know, you just know, but it does take practice. And the, from what I understand from biologists is where our psychic or intuitive mind is in our brains is right next to the same area where the imagination um, is stimulated. So it is challenging to know which it is, but you know what, if you get benefit from it, doesn't matter, but you ultimately end up knowing. It's just practicing, practicing, and then seeing the results. Yeah, you know, Gary does that quite a bit. I, I think of him as more intuitive than I am, but of course, we're both intuitive to some degree because he will speculate. I wonder whatever happened to so-and-so, and, -so. and I, I'll tell you, that night, they'll be on the news. You know, somebody who either got divorced, got married, died, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and he just, he, he'll have these things come to him and he'll say, I wonder whatever happened to, yeah. and then the answer comes, yeah. the answer to the question. Connected to the fields, you're opening up to receiving, and it's not like you're trying for it. It just, you're allowing the waves to come to you. Yeah. I can remember, this is just a little anecdote. You know, Andrew Dice Clay, mm -hmm. who's a pretty, you know. Mm -hmm. Outrageous comedian. Outra outrageous is a good word. I was looking for a good adjective, and that's as good as any. Outrageous comedian. That's putting it nicely, been, to be honest. 
and he uh, nicely doesn't really attach to a lot of his work i have to say andrew dice clay and i wondered what had happened to him i hadn't heard anything about him for years and then suzanne and i were on the road we're coming home to sarasota headed south from tallahassee our state capital where we went and saw some stuff and i'm going why would i be thinking about him he's new york all the way there and i go andrew dice clay he says i wonder what the hell happened to that guy I remember him, you know, big deal, Saturday Night Live and all this, and he would make these shows on the album and in all the controversy. But I don't know what happened to Andrew Dice Clay. And so having uttered that, we checked into our hotel for the evening there in Tallahassee to find out that our TV didn't work. I'm going, well, that's not a good thing. So let's call maintenance. And he came in and he hit a few buttons there and uh, made sure that we could get our cable that we were paying for with the room. And we said, thank you very much. And the TV turned on and it was PBS programming. I think the gentleman's name was Travis Smiley there who has this interview show on PBS. Is this must watch TV for Manson Mitchell? No, it just happened to be on when he fixed the TV and the show comes on and we're standing right there. We just checked into this hotel in our room, looking at the TV, if we finally get it to work. And here comes PBS, which we would never select. And Travis Smiley says, our guest tonight on the program is going to be Andrew Dice Clay. And we're going to talk to him to see what's up in his life. Now, those are, if you, if I could bet a horse to win with those odds, man, I own the biggest house on the beach. Yeah, well, you can. We just numbers are. Do you guys know about the um, random number generators that they're using all around the world? You know about yes. those? We yes, we talk you know? to them. Yeah, right. And so you know they spike. Um, yes, yeah. They're mostly random, and then and then you do know that first of all they spiked a lot during the you know when uh, Diana Princess Diana died. Yes, yes. right. And did they also tell you that it spiked before the the plane, the first plane hit the World Trade Center? Yes. Yes, but before the events of 9-11 became yes. the events of 9-11. So this was there something was reaching critical mass in yep. terms of human events. Yep. So we knew in somewhere in the mass consciousness, we knew something was about to happen. That's, that's the connection that we all have in the field. That's where we can tap into and get information. Now well, I think that's is, pretty bitching. Cool. <laughs> but here's 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 a catch, though, like they say in the Matrix. Now, did we know it was coming, or did we add to the creating of that coming? <laughs> okay, ah. because I believe we create things and then we sense they're coming. Okay, so it's still creation. It's the chicken and egg thing, right? Wait, which came first? Well, we created and we sensed it's probably both. You know, I've been hearing about the age of Aquarius since way back when uh, with the movie and hair and all that kind of stuff. And, and I ask people about that periodically, you know, whatever happened to the age of Aquarius? And I've had various answers to it. I like how positive you are about the future, Pam, mm-hmm. that this age of Aquarius, which has been... Um, upcoming for a while is is you know maybe entering into our consciousness more now so that there is something to be positive about yeah well you know what um something we've always evolved 
and it's time to evolve as a species. We have to, because this is not sustainable and it can be a messy birth or it can be a really common peaceful birth. Okay. It just depends mm. on how we handle it. And remember, and this is a funny thing to bring up right at the end, but remember there's also parallel universes. So what we experience is we're going to be in the parallel universe that we believe in. So some people are going to believe it's death and destruction and, you know, a mess, and they're going to experience that. And other people like, that's why I'm staying positive. I really, I know, and I believe that parallel universes are a real thing and that's quantum physics too. So I'm focused on the one I'm choosing to help create and manifest in that world. Everything's positive. We're all in peace. Technology is beneficial to us, not negative Terminator AI, but technology is created one to show us what we're capable of doing. Because if we can create technology to do certain things, we are way more advanced than any technology we could come up with. Okay. Including predictions and and moving things and that kind of stuff. So AI um, and technology is helped. One is created to show us what we're capable of doing ourselves and two to help make our lives easier in the future, not to destroy us. So that's the, that's the parallel universe I'm aligning with. And if other people want to do the horror movies, they're welcome to do that one too. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, lately with um, the, some of these trials that have gone on in the last few years, I, I have said repeatedly, uh, thank God for um, cell phone cameras, because there is a technology where in the past it was, he said, she said, it was one person's word against another person's word. And uh, now we've got the film footage right there. You know what, Suzanne, well, this is why it's really important for us to go in and, and, and connect with our higher selves, with soul, with, with, you know, with a bigger consciousness, with source, because you also know the other technology that they've developed to counterbalance that is they can take you an image of you and put you at any crime scene they want digitally insert you into that scene. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. that's interesting. So that's why it's really important for us to go into our knowingness because our senses, our five senses don't always tell us the truth. They trick us all the time. The, our five senses tell us the world's flat. Our five senses tell us that the, the, the sun comes up and goes around us, not that the earth is moving. Our five senses don't tell us that the earth is even moving, right? So we can't trust our five senses. We have to go into that knowingness. You understand technology, you know, that one's existing now too, right? Like, well, that's a little unnerving. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. I did want to interject that to burnish my credentials as a non-PBS viewer, which I need to rectify too. There's a lot of good stuff on PBS. The gentleman's name is Tavis Smiley. Yeah, Tavis. Ber Tavis Smiley, birthday of September 13, 1964, a fine Virgo of distinction. There you go. Um, and there's a whole story about Tavis Smiley that we won't get into there, but that's the gentleman's name. I did want to ask you there what we just have about three minutes here. When you lay down that lovely body of yours, Pam, do you anticipate in advance, which is why we say anticipate, do you think that there will come a time on the other side of life when you will choose to reincarnate or even that you have the ability to do so in order to live another lifetime in fulfillment of your soul growth? Um, Gary, um, my understanding with quantum physics and also spirituality is there's no such thing as time over there. And there's really no time. All my lives are happening simultaneously. So I'm wow. in multiple lives. It's not linear. We've been 
we experience this reality linearly, okay, sequentially, but that's not the truth of who we are. We're holographic and multi multi-dimensional. So I'm I'm experiencing lives. I was an oracle in Delphi. That's still going on. You know, I, I was in the pioneer. It's like all of those lives are still going on. So when you go reincarnation, that's sequential thinking. I'm already doing all those things. So will I will I have another physical reality? I already am. <laughs> uh, we actually did an exercise with Chet Snow where he put all of us into this trance and put us into the year 2150. 2150. Now, you can read the book. I think it's called The Nate of Mass Events or something. It's Chet Snow. Anyway, the majority of people that did that, we didn't have physical bodies. We were light bodies in 2150. Although other people had physical experiences in different um types of environments so again parallel universes infinite souls not linear not sequential multi multi-dimensional does that answer your question oh i think so i there you know i'm a linear type person so quite frankly i hope that after i pass on as who i am now i'm going to have the opportunity to come back and as one medium friend of mine insists we pick up the pieces where we left off so where we end, we get to come back, unless maybe we have a sudden change of interest and orientation, we come back to pick up the pieces karmically in order to progress in another lifetime. I don't know if that's how it works, but I wouldn't mind. We, we came here for the fun, you guys. We came here just like we go to the movies. We came here to experience things or to learn things or to have experiences to physically, to emotionally. So we get to come back if we want, if you want to call it coming back. We can be in, we're in multiple places simultaneously. So picking up from where, that's one way to do it. Ha have another extension because I don't know why we're dying anyway, you guys. We're not, we're not programmed for death. Our DNA is not programmed for death. It's only programmed for life. So I'm getting bored of like the, okay, now I'm, okay, now we're going to, nah, but, but we did it so we could change plays and change costumes and change characters so we could have different experiences. But we're getting to the point where we don't have to die to change um, what we're doing. And some people go, oh God, that'd be so boring to be here all the time. We can change into anything we want once we get that. It's a big concept and it's kind of a big concept to end on, but we're multi-dimensional, huge souls, huge beings that have free will and we can do anything we want. We just don't know that. Pam, <laughs> thank you for a great conversation Pam today. Osley, come back and see us again. And uh, we hope we have a studio big enough to accommodate your multi-dimensional self. Probably you don't, but that's okay. I'm I'm outside of it anyway. It's all right. <laughs> all right. All is well. Thank you guys. You're fun. Thank you, right. Pam Osley. Stay tuned for the Christine Upchurch show and later on American Road Trip Talk with host Gary Mance. Glad to have you with us tomorrow too, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on AM 1150. Have a great weekend, everyone.